U.S. That's U.S. Not U.S. Well, uh, I'm just going to take a shower, U.S. And by the way, they're real oh. and they're spectacular. <laughs> Look, lady. Colonel Deering, now please be quiet. If you deviate from my orders by so much as a thousand yards, you will be burned into vapors. Do you understand? Vapors? complete disarray with Jamie Ray. He is utterly disappointed we don't have flying cars yet. Like, how hard is it to just make the chunk of metal fly? Now, here he is, direct from the Plastic Microphone Studios, Hulk Boy from Hollywood himself, Jamie Ray. Okay, and welcome to Complete Disarray with Jamie Ray, the show about absolutely everything and usually about nothing at all. On today's episode, I have invited a very good 70s kid friend of mine, uh, a kid of the 70s who is now a friend, not a friend from the 70s. Though I'm pretty sure if we'd have been in junior high school together, we'd have had a great time. I'm talking about Patrick Bennett. Welcome, Patrick. Hey, Jamie. Good to be here. Thank you. Good to have you, man. Uh, These deep, dark funkles of the COVID-19 wastelands that is now our world have to do this crap on zoom after the second computer reboot and second installation of the software, but damn it, we're doing it. We're doing it. And today what we're going to do is talk about Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Awesome, man. A show that's very near and dear to both our hearts. Did you ever get to see the movie when it first came out at the theater? I did not see it at the theater. So you first saw it as the two-hour pilot episode. Pilot movie, I did, yes. Okay, okay, cool. What what about you? I was actually lucky enough to go and see it at the Paramount Theater in Alexandria, Louisiana. And I think we may have briefly talked about this, uh, but it's actually a theater where my grandfather and grandmother both worked together and met at. Remember you telling me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool one. So I remember especially the opening of that movie where Buck is kind of like laid out and uh, who at the time we didn't know was Colonel Wilma Deering and two other ladies are like dancing around him and stuff, (laughs) you know, and then you had that song going on. Um, Yeah, 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 you know, so so I think think you said... 
Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like one of those James Bond openings, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So had you, you sent me the link about Buck Rogers as a life coach, right? No. Okay. Well, I've got something I need to share with you. And it's this great little podcast that these guys do. They talk about the episodes of Buck Rogers and how to incorporate it into your life type of deal. It's, it's really kind of cool. And one thing I picked up from one episode is that if you listen to the words of the song, they kind of hint at the fact that Buck Rogers is actually still in suspended animation. Ah, And you don't know if he's, you know, if it's, is he live or is he dead? Is this real? Or is it all just a dream? Hmm. And ever since I heard that it's made me like, wow, you know, head explode. So taking that, but going into it. So that at first awakening episode, tell, tell me what you remember about that. I remember, um, you talking about the pilot? Yes, the pilot episode. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you one thing I really liked about the opening part of the pilot was uh, they didn't do like what a lot of movies do today or in the 80s. Uh, they didn't spend a lot of time building up the story. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, that's a lot of wasted time when we already knew kind of who Buck Rogers was. You know, we kind of knew the concept. but uh, Right. You know, I'll take, for instance, the uh, the 1981 Lone Ranger movie. He didn't become the Lone Ranger till the last 30 minutes of that entire film. True. That was a lot of wasted time to me, although I like that movie. But back to Buck Rogers, I appreciated that they didn't do that with that movie. That, you know, you didn't spend the first 45 minutes of the movie on Earth with him at NASA or whatever, training to be an astronaut, all this, you know, and then towards the end of the movie, he blasts off and, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do. I agree with and you. They you get right into well it. done that to set up the series, but they didn't. Instead, we got this nice little montage of, of what happened to him. Yeah, with that and, great Orson Welles over, uh, overdub to it. And it, that was very cool to me that they got right into it. You know, we got to see that during kind of the opening credits and then boom, you're already in the story. And I love that. Right, right. It's cool. So if you if you think about the fact that the original stories back in the twenties, that at that time he was actually a, a a veteran of World War One, and much like how Edgar Rice Burroughs John Carter goes into a cave and falls asleep and wakes up on Barsoom, Rogers here did the same thing. He goes in, he's exposed to radioactive gas, and he stays in suspended animation until 2419. You know, so it's kind of cool that they, like you just said, they didn't take all, they just, boom, and and, in three or four minutes, they tell you, here's our guy, here's what's happened to him, now let's figure out together, we'll find out together what happens to him. Right. No, no, I agree. And man, they got right to it. And I'll tell you, uh, in 79, when this came out, uh, we were just about to start the uh, American, the, the NASA space shuttle program. Mm-hmm. We already had the uh, the Enterprise out, and we all saw, like, tests of it, you know, being, was it dropped off like a plane and it glided back down to Earth? 747. And, right, right. So the shuttle was already the coolest thing around, you know. Oh, man. And that Ranger 3 resembled the, the NASA space shuttle. So uh, much. This kind of had futuristic, but but current. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but 
you know what I'm talking about, the pop culture, everything you saw on the news with the space show and the magazines and every every little kid in the 70s was all over that. Yeah. And then here Buck Rogers was in. You, you could actually picture him being a NASA astronaut and getting shot in space in the space shuttle, you know? I'm with you. But, uh, but yeah, man, I loved everything about this uh, series. It was so cool. It was. And I love the fact that uh, he wakes up and the first thing he's picked up for, picked picked up by, is a beautiful princess. Oh, it's like talking about failing upwards. I mean, he just could not do wrong. Yeah, Ardala was that? Uh huh. Princess Ardala. That's yeah. it. Played by the beautiful Pamela Hensley. Pamela Hensley. You know, I was watching uh, just last week, uh, um, Six Million Dollar Man episode, and she was on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was the one with the uh, the sharks, the two. Oh yeah, where he's got the porn stash. She she's the uh, the main scientist that trains the sharks. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, and of course she's in one of our favorite films of the seventies, Doc Savage, the Man of Bronze. Oh yeah, yeah, Mona. Doc Savage. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Well, that's funny that you say that because I'm looking her up right now. She was actually in 1978 in a TV series or movie called sharks. Huh. And it, yeah. And then she was in another of our favorite 70 show, BJ and the bear. There you go. <laughs> BJ McLean and my best friend bear. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great show. Um, and something that I never knew until, you know, listening and, and we're going, is that there were actually two tiger mans in that episode. Okay. All right. So the first Tiger Man was a guy named Duke Butler, who oh, was yeah. just, yeah, he was just kind of a big guy, you know. And so they filmed some scenes. I want to say that they found him uh, out on Venice Beach, you know, working out and stuff. And then after they came back and were going to turn it into a two part episode, they needed some more footage and they couldn't find the guy. So they had to go out and find H.B. Haggerty, hard boiled Haggerty, a professional football player. And so if you ever look at them, they look like young Tiger Man and old Tiger Man, depending upon which one you're seeing, you know? So that, that's really what kicked it off for it was that first episode. And then you, you have like the, uh, another two-parter comes right after that, the Planet of the Slave Girls with, uh, with Jack Palance with his glowing hands. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was- that was a good one. And uh, that's the one that had uh, the original Buster Crab in it. That was very cool seeing him. Oh, it was, man. It was great. And then they just start rolling them one after the other, man. It was uh, Vegas in space with uh, Cesar Romero. Yeah and, yeah. and one of my all-time favorite villains, Richard Lynch. You know who I'm talking about? With the, 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 was a fantastic character. Oh, he is so – and, you know, I, I read a story when I was doing my uh, Chuck Norris list Uh, Uh, A little bit of a spoiler, but I'm not going to tell you if it's even on the list or not. But, you know, he actually was burned before he ever became an actor. Really? Yeah. And so he took that and instead of, you know, just being in the dopes about it, he he went out and, you know, made a a whole whole catalog of movies. Uh, You ever seen Bad Dreams? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was so good in that, you know. But uh, and of course, Invasion USA. There you go. I said it. <laughs> um, so on that first season, there was, you know, there was a whole bunch of 
episodes. Do any of them really stick out in your mind? Well, I don't remember which one came which season, but I do remember uh, the one with Gary Coleman. Yeah, yeah, Gary Coleman and um, oh, who was that that played with him? Uh, it was like one of the Mal- like Malcolm McDowell or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Ray Walston. It was Ray Walston. My favorite Martian. Yeah, yeah, right. yep. Cosmic Whiz Kid. That was yeah. episode eleven. I thought that was pretty cool. It was. He was so hot at the time. Oh yeah. You know, bodyguard of a. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, a four hundred and ninety-three year old child super genius, Hieronymus Fox. That that's who he played. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so one of my favorites from that season, for the first season, has uh, has got to be the one where Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, you know, where he plays a prisoner uh, on a underground like prisons colony or something, and uh, she was young in that movie. I mean, this was who this was right, if not before, it was right when um, the first Halloween came out. Oh yeah, you know, and I remember seeing that one in the later years going, Oh man, I, there's Laurie Strode, you know? Um, so there were some really, really cool ones, but the one that has always stood out in my mind, space, uh, has, vampire. space vampire, you knew it. <laughs> it's almost like we've talked about this before. That was so cool. Oh, such a great episode. So many cool things. The Vorvon. And still don't understand if he drained the fluid or drained the energy through his his two fingers, why he had to have fangs. But right. you know, I guess it was that's what they wanted. So, so actually, I think I want to say that um, there was a full like twenty two or twenty four episodes in that first season. I mean, it was a it was a full season, and yeah, then they switched they to gave, when they the, actually gave you. That many episodes, yeah, like yeah, ten episodes or something a season. Yeah, so then after they came back in January of '81, we have, if I'm not mistaken, your favorite Buck Rogers episode, "Time of the Hawk." Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, with Barbara Luna. Yeah, I got to meet her in uh, Memphis one time. Yeah, I met her in uh, in in Washington. No, I'm sorry, I met her in. Where uh, Pitt? What's where in California? It was one of those. Oh, no, it was the Grand Slam. Yeah, Pasadena. That's where it was. And she has these cool little things, those little furry bunny things that would stick to your uh, six years dashboard. And it was, it had Barbara Luna kisses from Barbara on it or something. But man, that was a great episode because not only did it have her and then introduced us to Tom Christopher as Hawk, uh, Sid Haig was in it. Sid. Miss Pratt. And then Dennis Haysberth was a communication officer, I believe, on The Searcher, who would later on become president of the United States on 24. It also had uh, the guy from the A-team that was, was it Carl Decker? I uh, can't remember his name, with the real deep voice, the guy that was chasing him. Uh, Colonel Lynch. Colonel Lynch. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, uh, no, was it Colonel Decker? Decker, okay. Decker, yeah, Lance Legault. Legault, yeah. Yep, yep, that's him. He played a character named Flag. Yeah, he was yeah, on yeah, yeah. I remember him from, uh, was it the Werewolf series in the 90s? Oh, uh, She-Wolf of London? No, it's called Werewolf. 
Can oh, you? okay, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I don't. I don't remember that. Uh, uh, that show. Oh, uh, great show! Really? It was just called Werewolf. Yeah, Werewolf came out in the nineties. Uh, about a guy, kind of like the Hulk. It's a guy traveling from town to town, running from people. Yeah, and, you know, each episode he helps somebody out, but he's a werewolf and he's got. The oh, okay, cool, cool. Um. So anyway, I remember those that first, and then right afterwards, we had another two-parter starring not just one, but two different Star Trek. We had Mark Leonard right, and, and Paul Carr were both in the two-parter Journey to Oasis when Buck has them and uh, they're in a ship and it ends up crashing like Buck and Hawk have to walk him across the desert to get where he needs to go. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I was going to tell you, Mark Mark Leonard, uh, he came to Lake Charles one time. Uh, years ago, they had a, a Comic-Con at the Civic Center here at Lake Charles, and he was the main main guest. Was that like in the early, early 90s? Yes. I want to say he stopped in Alexandria the day before. Because Chuck and I have found out that we were both there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny but yeah yeah no he was a he was a a very reserved man both times that or three times that i met him um never kind of really got too too crazy there you know um but yeah so he was in it and then paul carr i think started he he was in it again a couple of uh episodes later and then anthony james was in that same episode who plays, you know, he's always playing the villains. Right. And he played in uh, who Return from Witch Mountain. Uh-huh. And I want to say he was on Star Trek, too. And then, yeah, he was on Next Generation. That's it. He was, I think, one of the uh, Romulans. So, anyway, good, good, good shows. Uh, I was I was sad to see it end, but you know, coming back and watching them now, uh, you could see where I mean they all, they got like thirteen episodes out of the second season, yeah. and they they just had lost themselves, you know. You know I think I think Hawk kind of saved the series. I think if it wasn't for uh, Time of the Hawk and bringing that character into the series, yeah, it might have ended right there, you know. I, I think you're I think you're right, and and. You know, they had to do something and they did something big. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. To bring it to bring the searcher in and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, you know who else was in uh, that, that second season was uh, Alex Hyde White. Wasn't that the guy that was in um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and uh, Voyagers? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was also the in Fantastic Four. You I thought you had met him. The guy who played uh Johnny Storm in the Roger Corman movie. Yeah, no, um that was Jay Underwood. But uh, uh, there was a Hyde White in there, but I think it's a different one. Different guy. No I think the guy I, for Buck Rogers was Wilford. And the guy on Fantastic Four was Alex. Okay, so the guy the guy on Fantastic Four I, I know was Alex. Right. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'm from Buck Rogers was an older guy. His name was uh Wilford. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, definitely could be. So, uh but all in all that it laid a good groundwork at least for me because 
I was, you know, I was just nine at the time when it first came out. So nine, 10, 11 years old when it ran through. And for some reason, I really gravitated toward those toys. Oh, great toy line. They were fantastic toys. I, I mean, they had some stuff that was really awesome because like those ships, the Buck Rogers Starfighters, man, they had such a, yeah, they had such a cool design and they were so sleek. And then the Draconian Marauder that you could put in them and they would fight against, man, those, I, I had both of those and I remembered, I just loved it. Now that I didn't have that. Do you remember the laser scope fighter? I remember seeing it. I never had it. Yeah, me either. Supposedly, I, I, it's like you look. It's like the the one that they would test people on, but it you would still project stuff on it, like explosions and whatnot. I, I don't know. I just it never interested me. I, I tell you what, I never had as a kid, but about five or six years ago, I bought off eBay. They had a a, a box set you could get that had the helmet. Um, a badge and it's like a little clip on Buck Rogers badge. Get out. And it had a, a little tweaky figure. That is cool. Yeah, it is sweet, man. I have to show it to you next time we meet up. That is very cool. I'm actually, I'm looking it up right now online and I can see that it's got like uh windows in the top and in the front. Yeah, see, I busted it all out of the package. Oh, that's cool, though. Because I had to put my hands on that stuff. <laughs> so it came with a little Twiggy, or did it come with a little Starfighter? Mine has a Twiggy robot. So see, they must have made two different ones, because the one I'm looking at comes with a, a silver Starfighter. No, this one had Twiggy and a, a little badge with it. That's cool. So do you have any of the figures? I used to. I, I no longer have my figures, but I need but to stop you, asking you questions like that, don't I? Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> uh, was it, uh, I don't know, about 10 years ago, maybe they, some company put out some uh, Mego size figures of Buck and Tiger Man. Oh, I don't know. I bought those. Those are really, really cool. Yeah, and they had, uh, they, were, they were going to put out a couple more figures, but I guess they didn't sell enough of the original set. Uh-huh. So went out of business. Oh, crap. No, but I didn't they, see that. Excellent figures, man. But the helmet comes off. He's got the, the gun, everything. Zika toys. Zika. Yeah, that's him. Wow. Yeah, I see him now. Damn, that's sweet. They, they are awesome. Eight inches tall. Buck looks awesome. Well, man, so does Tiger Man. Yeah. Jeez. I, I think the second wave, I think. I think it was Kane and, and Wilma maybe they're putting out. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I would have liked them to, you know, continue and, and do other shows and stuff. They were great figures. Wow, well, yeah. But, you know, the cool thing was is there was there were plans for other toys that I don't think ever came out. Um, so one of the things that you could get had the whole, like, landing bay with the stripes that would run down the middle and you could like run your ship on it and land. Right. And it was so damn expensive, you know, I, and I don't know if it ever even came out. I'd have to go back and look, but it was, you know, but my dad found an article in like women's journal that had plans where you could make your own little, you know, wafer board 
starship and he took that and he took pictures from star wars and um star trek and kind of like melded them all together and so i could I, he and it gave it to me for christmas one day that damn thing was so heavy okay. uh, but i could play with my toys on it and it was nice. it was yeah it was awesome was like you had a great dad yeah yeah he was uh he was, he was awesome he really was uh, so many cool things uh i, I remember the there was the little um the little all-terrain like land rover thing uh-huh yeah uh and then uh i want to say after that i don't really remember too many other toys they had like the little corgi ships that you could play with uh maybe a a play set or something that really i don't remember ever you know make me want to really buy it yeah. But God, I love that starship. That was the coolest toy. Now I'll tell you about maybe four or five years ago, a company put out a life-size tweaky. Oh, really? But it was like really expensive. You know, I think it was a few thousand or two thousand or something. But uh they put it out and um now last year they put out a life-size Dr. Theopolis that could fit around his neck. No way. Yeah. And, oh. Okay, I'll tell you, you know, I, I put on the Lake Charles Film Festival. Yes, and sir. And one year I had Gil Gerard booked as my guest. Uh-huh. And a week before the festival, he came down with the flu. Doggone it. So, so he had to cancel. But uh, during that time, I knew about this life-size Tweaky, and I uh, emailed that guy that made him, the company, and invited him to come to the festival. I told him, you know, Gil was going to be there. He could set up a booth, show off his Tweaky, maybe get some orders for him, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, he had already said that the sales had dwindled so much they were stopping production. And oh. that was the end of that. And he, he told me back then they were thinking about doing a Theopolis. Yeah. But, yeah, I would have loved, loved to have one of those uh, life-size ones. Uh, no you never know. Maybe someday I'll find a – 3D printer and, you know, get busy on one. <laughs> and start making them in pieces, right? <laughs> Just one like, a, time, yeah. that's what I was What was that Johnny Cash song? I, mean, I was in one piece at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know they made a video for that and they oh. actually made a Cadillac out of all those parts? Oh, cool. Yeah, if you Google it, you'll see it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a monstrosity for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, Glenn Larson. The, yes. producer, uh, the creator of this show and, and many more, man. Galactic, uh, Magnum P.I., Knight Rider, BJ and the Bear, Fall Guy. What else did he do? Uh, Sheriff Lobo. I mean, just anything the guy got his hands on became gold to me. You know? Right. And, of course, he came up with this, the Buck Rogers series. And uh, I, th- I think he's, he's dead now. I won't say he died about five years ago or something. But, uh, I want to say you're right. But this guy, he's incredible. Man, anything he did was just awesome. Yeah. And the cast, man, uh, I can't – I mean, they nailed Gil Gerard as Buck Rogers, you know? Yes. I can't picture anybody else doing that. No, he was he was pretty doggone awesome for sure. Yeah. You know? and then, and, then, uh, Aaron was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tweaky, I know it was that little uh, Felix Sela. I've met him a couple times. but Yeah. Uh, the voice – Oh, Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc, can you say it? Yeah, I, for a while it was Mel Blanc, and then it ended up, I think in season two, it became somebody else. But old Mel, that was uh, another classic voice. 
to his repertoire. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love the interaction once. Um, so Felix was the guy in the suit and Mel was the voice, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the interactions that they would have with I mean, almost everybody. But, you know, say with Dr. Theopolis, for example, it quickly became like one was the street guy and one was the, you know, the smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was but cool. That voice, man, that Mel did. That, oh, that, that, so you know, good. That, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, who sure. did the voice of Dr. Theopolis, you know? Yeah, that was a guy whose name was Eric Server. Did he go on and do anything else? Well, he was on DS9, and he was on Battlestar Galactica. Uh, he was born in December of 44. Uh, he was on Simon and Simon. Um, he was known, let's see, Switch. I don't think I've ever seen Switch. Uh, he was in L.A. Law. Uh, so it looked like he did a lot of one-time TV series. Oh, guess what? He was in a 1987 TV series called Werewolf. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, this looks good. Oh, wow. It kind of looks like, uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like Michael Knight's brother, <laughs> <laughs> the Hoffmeister. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'll have to look that up. See, I always, did you ever see the series um, uh, She Wolf of London? I have not. I, I know it's out there, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I saw it on uh, on Sci-Fi Channel. You know when they, they replayed it there, and I I have most of them recorded somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that was a good one. I have to go back and watch this one. I'm bookmarking that now. Man, there's so many cool things out there uh, that I, you know you don't even even know about. I remember there used to be uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons game that you could play with Buck Rogers. Huh. Uh, and let's see. Oh, wait, wait. I think you talking about a video game. No, no, no. It was the one like he would play like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh, okay. I got like a role playing. Yeah. Like a role playing yeah. game. I remember I had a computer game from my Commodore Amiga. Oh, wow. And it was pretty awesome. Amiga. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. And he was everywhere. I mean, he was on lunch boxes, uh, uh, I think they they made uh, – oh, I know they did. They made comics of them because I have a comic that's signed by both uh, uh, Aaron and Gil. Um, but I don't think it had – no, I think it maybe did have their likenesses on them. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something that I have that um, I really have no play, place to display it. it it's too big. It's a, it's a Buck Rogers um, – how would you say it? Uh, like a bus shelter poster, you know, like in uh, where people wait on the bus on the bench. Yeah. Those, those big backdrops. This thing is so huge; it's probably like five feet. Wow! Uh, Where'd you get that? I don't remember, <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. That's... I just played it one time, and that was at the film festival that where where he was gonna be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But man, we had plans. I rented a theater and I bought the rights to show the theatrical film. Get out. And uh, that, that's where I had the big poster. So we went ahead and showed the film anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We all spent all the money and stuff. Were you able to get anybody in uh, 
in his place? Well, yeah, nothing, nobody, nothing to do with Buck Rogers. Oh, okay, okay. It was the yeah. guy, I can't remember his name, uh, <laughs> on uh, Roadhouse. He's the guy that uh, Patrick Swayze rips his throat out of the Oh, end. yeah. I'm trying to think of that guy's name. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. That's the one who was, uh, he had the pretty hair. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's been in just dozens of films and TV shows. And yeah. at one time, he was uh, known as the guy, the, the actor with the most on-screen kills of any, you know, that's been killed the most, not really? doing the killing. Oh, wow, wow. What was his name in the, uh, whew, I can't, I can't, so I know there was Wade Garrett, Ben Gazzara, Teague, Red West. Uh, Teague, Teague, uh, Marshall Teague, that's the guy's Ke- name. Kevin Teague? Marshall. Marshall Teague. Yeah, and he, he lives in the Yeah, Dallas yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jimmy. But but he was on uh oh uh was with uh Sean Connery and on the uh Alcatraz movie. The Rock. Oh the Rock? Oh yeah. yeah he's yeah, one of Sergeant Rigert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, he's got a huge list. Uh, he does. Knight Rider, Fall Guy, The Phoenix, A Team, Ma- Mama's Family, <laughs> MacGyver. He covers holy, the whole spectrum. Huh? Holy crap! Silk Stalkings. But he was Babylon. a great Yeah, yeah, he was working right up till 2016. Man, oh, he was even on uh, on uh, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Wow, so that was that was kind of cool though. Oh yeah, you didn't get Buck, but you know, you got the guy who got his throat ripped off, you know, ripped out. Yeah, and, and uh, Marshall, um, he asked me. He said, uh, "Did Gil refer me to you?" And I was like, "No." He, he said, "Okay." He said, "Well, how did you find me?" And I was like, "Well, I, I called an agent up in Dallas, and I said, look, I've got a problem.' You know, somebody backed out at the last week." And uh, I need to find somebody right away that could show up. I think this was like two days before the festival. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the, the agent's in Dallas. And she said, well, look, I've got Marshall T lives right here. Let me give him a call. But anyway, he said he thought maybe uh, Gil had given me his name because he said he and Gil are like super friends, man. Oh, cool. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, you never know, too, especially if he was sick, you know. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, maybe we'll have them again. I just, I hope COVID's gone. You know, it'll, have you guys officially had to cancel the show for this year? No, we're still planning it for October second uh, and third. Uh huh. But uh, see, I, I also do the Calcasieu Cereal Fest, and we we uh, that's coming up next month. We're gonna see uh-huh. if we still do it. But and, and then we do a uh, Calcasieu Paris Short Film Festival. And it was supposed to have been like uh, in April. We had to push that back. We're going to try it in August. Uh-huh. Well, cool. Well, you know, um, when you know for sure, hopefully it's still going to come on. Let us know. We'll make sure to, to, to boost it over here. So sure. uh, maybe maybe two of my listeners, of my six listeners from Faye 5, uh, might be able to show up. <laughs> Me and Lily. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, man, this has been a, it's been a lot of fun talking about Buck Rogers, the 25th century. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and, and regaling us with some of your best Buck stories. Uh, I'm going to want to see that Buck Rogers poster one day. 
Sure, man. And the helmet. And the helmet. Yeah, I may even wear the helmet if you walk out of the room. So just kind of right. kind of a heads up. And it looks like I need to start saving my money because those uh, those Zika toys are about 200 bucks on eBay. Oh, wow. I got them when they were first released. I think they were like $20-something each. Jeez, man. Well, I'm glad you got to hold on to those. Well, all right. Well, uh, I, again, thanks for being on the show. Oh, my uh, pleasure, man. Let, well, let me leave you with two words that, to me, sums up the entire series. All right. Pamela Hensley. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say beady beady. Nah. <laughs> okay, let me try his voice. Pamela Hensley. Pamela Hensley, buggity buggity. Buggity buggity. Buggity All right. Well, this is Hulk Boy from Hollywood signing off. All right, brother. See you on the flip flop. Beady beady. <laughs>